It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 99. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome back to the podcast for a third time now, the very talented and versatile Corey Provis, the new television voice of the Minnesota Twins, who also has a big role covering college football and basketball with the Big Ten Network. In fact, he's done a bunch of Golden Gopher men's basketball games already this season. We'll get his take on the Gophers, amongst other things. He cut his teeth in broadcasting doing college sports, and we'll hear about his path to greatness. He's the reigning Minnesota Sportscaster of the Year, and a good friend, Corey Provis, will join us shortly. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone. And True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business value Valuation started today. Hey, make the most of your life's work and visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. You will not be disappointed. I had a chance this week to visit the True North home office near the U of M campus. What a cool place. Brian Slipkas, the servant leader of the company, a great work environment with a clear and compassionate vision. I'm always glad to talk about the great people at True North and Sunbelt and the rest of the companies in the portfolio. Truly amazing work, and it was good to see the company at work. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is also a big sponsor of the Go Gopher podcast. Life math is complicated and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union makes it easier with local financial experts available to help in person or virtually. Learn more at affinityplus.org slash go gophers. That's affinityplus.org slash go gophers. They sponsor our player profile segment supporting gopher student athletes throughout the year. And if you missed it, there's a really nice article in the Star Tribune recently about Affinity Plus CEO David Larson. Take the time to read that, and you'll know why I'm always excited to have the great folks at Affinity Plus on board with our Go Gopher podcast. We're also sponsored by Cub. Cub is a proud supporter of the Go Gopher podcast. In a hurry? Don't worry. Cub delivers. Get fresh meat, produce, everyday essentials, and more delivered to your door. Cub's the official grocer of the Golden Gophers and proud to support Gopher Athletics for over 20 years. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland, at champlininsurance.com. We're podcasting episode 99 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. I'd ask you to do that right now. Click on the subscribe button. It's free to do so. You can go back and listen to past podcasts as well. Last episode, for example, we spoke with Gopher Illustrated's Ryan Burns to recap the football season and also talk Golden Gopher Volleyball with the radio voice of Gopher Volleyball, Tanner Hoops. Go back and have a listen for all the fun. This week, we're talking Talking Big Ten basketball, Gopher basketball, and yes, some Twins baseball with the extraordinary Corey Provis. He's next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utech, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. When we say that Cub Milk is the freshest in town, we mean it. Less than 48 hours from farm to store fresh. We guarantee seven days or more of freshness. 
It all starts with local dairy farmers who take great care in making sure all the cows are happy and healthy. We support local farm families 365 days a year, and that makes our milk even more delicious. So you always get the freshest milk and the biggest smiles. Episode 99, the Go Go for Podcast. Our pleasure to welcome Corey Provis to the show. Third time you've been now on the Go Go for Podcast, man. That's pretty cool. Well, I feel like probably I'm your emergency fill in <laughs> that other people are planned and have a scheduling conflict. And then you say, hey, since you're free and since you're around and since you're cheap, would you mind uh, coming on the show for the uh, third time? So, in, in that situation, I'm always happy to help out a friend. Yeah, you know, do what you can do for sure. We, we you know, I was desperate this week, no doubt. There's nothing going on in your life that I would want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. Last time you were on, we had you on. You talked some gopher basketball. I think you were just coming back from uh, maybe a game out at Rutgers, and you won the Minnesota Sportscaster of the Year. Uh, this time you're getting ready as we talk the morning of the Gopher Nebraska game. You're basically, in addition to your new job as the TV voice of the Twins, you're basically the TV voice of Gopher basketball too, uh, with the uh, amount of Gopher games you've done. And um, and let's talk about that to start with. I mean, let's headline with the headliner, and that is first of all, congratulations on what will be your new role this uh, spring and summer as the television voice of the Minnesota Twins. Thank you. I am uh, excited about it. And, um, you know, I'm 45 years old, Grimmer, and I've been doing radio. It's been my primary medium since I've been 18, since I was a freshman in college at Syracuse. And so it's my favorite medium. I know I can do it. I've done it for a long time, but I still want to challenge myself. I don't want to just sit back, you know, in a rocking chair and say, okay, I'm, I'm good doing this for the next, you know, 30 years. I want to keep looking for that next challenge. And this to me is the ultimate challenge um, to do baseball on television every single day. Uh, it was appealing at this point in my life. And if not now, then, then, then when, and probably never. So it wasn't a slam dunk decision though. It wasn't something that they said they offered me the job on a Tuesday and I took it on a Wednesday. It took a, it took a couple of weeks for me to, to ask some questions and get those questions answered. And even the ones that I was asking that they can't yet answer, I, I was happy with the direction of where this may be going. If not next season, then down the line. So that those, those boxes were important to me to check as I, as I thought about this process and, and weighed all the pros and cons. And at the end of the day, I, I just, you know, I, I just, I know I'm going to love the people that I'm working with. It's people that I know already and have worked with them in, in some way or another. So you add all those things up, and I thought this was the right opportunity to take on this next challenge. Yeah, and being around the team that you've been around now for the number of years you have, how much will that also be helpful as opposed to, let's just for the fun of it, say the Colorado Rockies TV job opened and they said Corey Provis is our guy, and that would have been a challenge maybe you want as well, but how much, uh, I'm not to say nothing's easy, right, in anything, but uh, the fact that this is an organization you're pretty familiar with and a ballpark you're familiar with and all of that. I mean, that was that was key. I mean, I've, I've only applied for one other job um, in the 12 and a half years now that, that we've been here. My wife and I, we moved here. We were newlyweds, didn't have kids yet. And now my son's 10, my daughter's eight. Um, but I did apply for the Cubs TV job uh, when it came open, when Len Casper left to, to join the White Sox and, and do radio with them. 
I thought, all right, I grew up, as you know, I grew up in the Chicagoland area. I grew up a diehard Cub fan. You know, if I don't at least pursue this, I'll always regret it. And I'm glad I went through the process and I didn't get it, but I interviewed for it. And I met some really neat people along the way, people that I did not know. And I got better, you know, for it, that I saw another side of it. And I, I asked questions that I remember during the process that they were answering me like, no, that's a good question. We haven't been asked that before. So things that I that I went into that process with came from my time here and from people that I've that I've gotten to know and work with, both from a business operation standpoint, a baseball operation standpoint, a broadcasting uh, standpoint that I've just learned from and wanted to to and was eager to see, OK, what's what's behind, you know, th- this door. And so those things were all, you know, in my mind as I was way in this process. But, yeah, I mean, it's I'm, I'm just moving one booth over. I'm moving one booth to the left. Um, you know, I'm still going to see Danny through the to the glass to my right and make fun of him. And, you know, I, I won't have as many bruises. Uh, my body will be physically more sound as I get through the next baseball season, which will be nice because at times, you know, Danny can get mad and can get all you know upset about the team and get frustrated with me because I jabbed him for the upteenth time about something and I would be on the receiving end of a Lombardozzi. <laughs> and for those twins historians, you know what I'm talking about there. So yes, yeah, so but being, you know, in the booth with people that I know and to to seek questions and to get those answers from Rocco Baldelli, from Jace Tingler, from Pete Mackey, from Derek Falvey, to Thad Levine, to Daniel Adler, to Josh Kolk, and I can go on to Jeremy Zoll. I can go on and on you know, that's not going to be foreign. And those answers won't be too hard to seek out. When you went through the process, you mentioned you went through the Cubs situation, and then this one was not necessarily a slam dunk because of your radio background and the comfort you have there, and that people said, oh, those are interesting questions. What were some of the questions you wanted answered to make sure that this was the right move, if you want to share? I was always bo- yeah, sure. I was always bothered by the fact, and this came out in the, in the Star Tribune a few weeks ago, that Twins baseball was too hard to see. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is 2023. Why is this so hard for fans to be able to find at the end of the 2023 season? I was like, okay, as we move forward here, is Twins baseball going to be more accessible? Because if it's not, if we're going to be stuck in, in, in the dark ages here about finding a way to get this team to their product, that's it's not as appealing to me it, because it's too frustrating for people to be able to find their team. And I was told that blackouts are going away. And that, to me, was incredibly appealing. As I said, though, last Friday, Grimmer, when when news came out, it's not going to solve every problem. I mean, I'm not going to say that this is going to be the end-all, be-all issue and every distribution problems are going to be solved. You know, there's probably going to be you know, some kind of monthly fee, if that's $20 a month, to, to see Twins Baseball. But you're not going to have to be stuck in your house, watching it on your cable provider or the one satellite, you know, provider that was going to give you Twins Baseball, that you can be out and about. If you're at your kids' events, baseball, softball, soccer, what have you, you're out on the boat, uh, you know, you want to be able to watch the game. Uh, you can do that now on your phone, in theory. That's what I've been told, that you'll be able to, you know, to, to be able to watch Twins Baseball, you know, on the app, on the MLB.tv app and the blackout restrictions are going bye-bye. And I, I was told that even if we're back with Bally for another year, which would be fine by me, that that doesn't go away. Because that was part of the previous contract that they had is that Bally maintained, 
you know, all distribution and therefore they put the slam dunk on, on streaming. And but that's now going away, that if we do indeed partner up with Bally again for one more season, that just because of that, we're not going back to the old ways where blackouts were as prevalent as they once were. Yeah, so that's that's uh, certainly good news. How much of your background now, with the uh, experience you're getting um, and doing such a great job on Big Ten Network from a TV standpoint, does that help you in preparedness to to take on the TV role as well? I think I think immensely. Just the idea of television to me is so much more collaborative than you know radio, and to, to me this has been a joy of it that I'm my own producer director i want if i want to take the broadcast in a certain way it's up to me to to drive it that way where television though you have to be you have, you have to be more collaborative with your team your production team and your partners in the booth or on the field however it's going to work out that you know if we're going to getting into a topic of of talking about royce lewis i want to let my producer and director know hey we're going to talk about royce lewis here in a second so that you know and for those that don't know we have this box in front of us and there's two switches on it. One is a cough switch. The other is a talkback switch. If you're going to sneeze or you're going to cough or something, you hit that and it kind of it mutes your mic. You don't hear it. The other one is a talkback mic. And that is just a direct comm line, communication line to the production truck. So I can talk to my producer, director, be like, hey, after this pitch, can you get a shot of Royce Lewis? And so then I think it works better that if we're if the producer, director don't know, and they're just following along and showing fans and, you know, showing you know, the batter and the pitcher, they don't know where you're going, then they have to catch up. And that to me, I don't think is really good television. So it's much more collaborative. And what I've been doing these last, you know, 10 years now doing Big Ten Network, whether that's been football or basketball, that's what it's about. Um, You know, certainly with football, basketball, the pace is so fast, it's hard to get into that kind of stuff. But football, you know, after play is over, if my analyst says something, I'm like, hey, after this next play, can you go back to P.J. Fleck or can you go back uh, to Darius Taylor so that we are prepared to continue that conversation both verbally, but then also visually. Yeah, and it is a it is a um, a medium of pictures uh, where radio is a medium of uh, theater almost in the sense that uh, you get to paint the picture as you see it and only as you see it, and then we get to interpret that. I, I've oftentimes thought the same thing in just my own um, career that I've enjoyed radio because I I like the idea that I get to say what I want to say. I don't have somebody necessarily in my ear saying this, and then I've also listened to some of those TV production meetings at times where um, they'll say, "Okay." coming out of the four-minute timeout, because it's all about pictures and graphics. We're going to show this graphic. The barn is 1928 and this and that. And I'm like, man, that, that may have nothing to do with the game at that point. There might be something much more important. But you have to, in TV, you have to have pictures and graphics and everything ready. And so there's got to be a plan. And and so there are time, and it's hard. I mean, it, it takes a lot of work to collaborate with that. And I'm kind of my own guy. So I'm like, I'm happy I don't have to worry about coming out of a break and worrying about the graphic and here's what we're going to do. And um, uh, and so I, I give a tip of the cap that you want to expand and you want to take that part of the challenge you say on. I, I just want to, I want to try it. And I, 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 so I'm a visual learner that, and one of my previous jobs that I did 20 years ago, I would write commercials for different college teams for their broadcasts. I was working for a company in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I was doing production Monday through Friday for Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech and Wake Forest and Tulane and Southern Miss and a few other Villanova, Syracuse. And so what I would argue with these, you know, people that were doing sales about they would write these commercials 
these 30 second commercials. But, you know, the Internet was 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 going, but it was still, I would say, at its infancy. It was there, but it wasn't nowhere near what it's at right now. You know, it wasn't a website for everything. So not every business at this point had a website. They still relied heavily on their phone number. And so if their phone number was, you know, 1-800-CALL-MIKE, that made sense. Yep. If the business was Mike's, you know, gardening shop. But if they were going to say, visit Mike's gardening shop, call 612-924-3961. Again, that's 612. I thought there was too many numbers. I agree. And I don't think you're driving around. If you're driving around, like, how can you process that? You cannot. Let's get away from that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So connecting that back with baseball, which is such an analytically driven game and all the stats that you've had, I was always very careful with putting too many numbers together. And a guy that I really respect in terms of how he broadcasts games, he's in the Hall of Fame. His name is Eric Nadell. And when he brings up a stat with the Texas Rangers, he doesn't always give the number. He says, trust me when I tell you, because I've been around, I know the guys, I know the numbers, that this guy is among the best in the game at this and doesn't have to quantify it with his OPS is 965. Sure. Right. He might just say that amongst third basemen, Adrian Beltre is among the better hitters in the game right now. And the number behind that is where his OPS and where his slugging is at. But he will lean against that. Because it's too many numbers. If he says OPS, then he gives a number. Then he follows back with the score in the inning. Think about all the numbers you put into one sentence. To me, I would probably lose track of what was going on. So I've kind of leaned in that direction a bit more. And television, to me, I think is a good blend when you get into those discussions. If, If the viewer can see them and process them, what they mean, put them into context, define them, I think that will help better explain why some decisions are being made and why this guy is good or maybe why he isn't good. And here's some numerical evidence to back that up. Um, do we know yet who you'll be working with? Uh, is it still going to be kind of the team of, of different analysts over the course of a season? We don't. I, I, I don't. Um, you know, they've kept me out of the loop on a lot of these things, I think, for for this reason that I that I don't put fake news out there. Um, they really, they really focused on just, okay, here's your role, what your role is going to be. You know, I would imagine it's going to be many of the same people. Um, but I don't know to what extent, how many is doing what games and, and how that's going to be, you know, uh, you know, figured out, but they really said, just here's your job. Here's the offer. We'll worry about the other stuff later. And when it all comes together, we'll get together and, and, and come together as a team. We now will hear, um, well, we've heard him a lot, but we'll hear your friend Chris Atterbury now as a primary radio voice as well. Um, uh, what was his reaction? I'm sure he was ecstatic. I did read some of his comments in the paper, and, and I know Chris as well. You hang out with him every day. Um, I, was, I was happy to see that the Twins kept that in-house and, and uh, gave Chris that opportunity. He's a great guy. I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for his family. A guy that that's he's grinded this thing for a long, long time. So to be able to get you know, this opportunity, you know, I think was deserving and I'm thrilled for him. And I thought something he nailed, you know, in the, in the press conference last week, remember, was the fact that the Twins organization really supports the medium of radio. They get the importance of the medium and how vital it is to this fan base and to this uh, upper Midwest Twins territory um, realm that not many organizations 
view it the same way that radio is kind of like, all right, it's maybe a dying, you know, medium in some respects. I mean, shoot, the Angels, Otani, Trout, they weren't traveling. They're radio broadcasters the last couple of years. The Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, that corporation is worth billions of dollars. The Rogers Group, billions of dollars. They stopped traveling. They're radio broadcasters. I mean, you know, Ben Wagner, now he's out of a job for whatever. I'm not sure why, but they had that young, awesome lineup and that team. And yet you weren't letting the radio broadcaster travel to help get to know this team and and for the fan base to learn about this team. So there's just two examples of teams that just don't view radio as important as the Minnesota Twins do. So really the, the tip of the cap to the Polad family, to Dave St. Peter, uh, to my boss, Andrew Halverson, for understanding that radio matters, and especially around here. And so for Chris to have that chance now to go to call those games, be in the chair uh, for the game-winning moments, he's earned it, and I'm thrilled for him. Uh, technically, uh, this is maybe a little inside shop. Technically, how does your um, what you say in a broadcast change now from uh, the same play, which might be, let's say, it's a Royce Lewis home run? Um, will uh, mechanically or what you say change uh, because people can see it when they couldn't before? Yeah, less is more. I think less is more. I think it's it's a visual it's a visual product that I want, especially for home games. I think I want to see fans cheering. I want to see fans hugging, high-fiving, even those tense moments where games in the line, bases loaded, two outs, you know, against Duran, and maybe you have fans, you know, biting on a Homer hanky or something like that. Those those tense moments, I think those are great. So that that's a part of it. But then get the call, probably say less, and then they get out of the way. Let the producer produce, the director direct, because I'm not Vince Scully. We'll never be Vince Scully. There's no way I'll be able to say anything better than what you're going to see. I just won't. Uh, but just get it right. You know, hopefully I have more time um, in terms of getting plays right because I don't have to get everything in verbally that I'll have more time to pause. Um, I know fans go nuts about fly balls. I know that's their number, but I hear that all the time. And I always say to fans, I'm like, they get so mad about like, you thought the ball was gone. I'm like, watch a dugout. Watch a dugout. Yeah. See- Often the players leave their seats. They think the same thing. Yeah. They leave their seat. They're going to the railing. Some guys may be standing up. Some guys might be celebrating, start doing a touchdown. Their field level, they can see it. They hear it. If they think the ball's got a chance, what's so bad about us if we think the ball may go out? I mean, yeah, it's it's not, we're not perfect and we're going to miss, I'm going to miss some. I miss more than a few throughout the year, but. I think with TV, hopefully, I have more time just based on I can see it. Don't have to react to the player's movement right away and describe it, define it. That hopefully, you know, I won't be as burned as often as maybe I was on radio. I don't know. Yeah, and and when you think about that, I always say it still tells a story. So if the announcer is fooled, that tells you how close it was. I mean, that should tell you something, right? Um, I yeah. get that occasionally too, like uh, on the the uh, uh, mesh point of a handoff, you know, and it looks like it's a handoff, and the quarterback keeps it, and so you miss it. I'm like, well, that was the whole point was to fool everybody. Right. So and, and and how we're high, we we just yeah. can't see everything, yeah. and we're a couple miles <laughs> in the. I mean, you can't see everything. Yeah. But yes. That college football, to me, I don't know how you feel, Grimmer. Of all the sports, that's the hardest sport. Yeah, I haven't done hockey. Now, I haven't done hockey. But college football with the double numbers, and up until this year, we never got an official injury report. And 
the, the, the transparency from coaches wasn't always there. And so college football, gosh, that, that to me, the preparation was so hard and I'll miss it. I'm not going to do college football anymore. I'll miss that. Um, but I loved it. I mean, this past year, I had the best time of my life calling games at, at, at the shoe and the big house. I got to do the wave at Kinnick for the first time. I'm like, if I'm going out doing football, that's the way I want to go out. Uh, with the year that we had. Yeah, no doubt. You were the uh, top crew on the Big Ten Network. Stand by just for a moment. We want to talk about Affinity Plus, your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. As a current Gopher student or if you're a proud Gopher alum, either one, you're eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and always put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide. All over the state they have branches. And, of course, there's one right near campus on University in Minneapolis. To learn more or find other ways to connect, here's the webpage affinityplus.org slash go gophers that's affinityplus.org slash go gophers affinity plus federal credit union federally insured by ncua and a proud supporter of the go gopher podcast hi gopher fans switching is easy we do it all the time we switch on lights we switch tv channels we switch on the tv and with the new transfer portal some college students even switch colleges which can seem crazy to us diehard fans but what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with state farm in fact my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The Go Gopher Podcast, episode 99 with Corey Provis. As we talk, as I mentioned, it's a Wednesday. Uh, Gophers and Nebraska tonight, the Big Ten opener for Nebraska, game two in the conference for Minnesota. And I, I, I don't, I say this, it's not really even jokingly, you're basically the television voice of the Gophers right now. I don't know, this would be like the Gophers have played eight games. I think you'll have had five or six of them, right? Yeah, there, there's some geographical advantages to that, right? <laughs> you know, based on, based on where I'm at. You know, this Sunday, I'm actually going to Nebraska for uh, Michigan State at Nebraska on Sunday. And I never go there anymore because Kevin Kugler is based in Omaha, but it's a Sunday. He does Fox NFL. So I'm like, all right, I get to go. I love going to Lincoln. It's so fun. So I actually, I love that I'm going to Lincoln. It's my one trip, you know, to Lincoln pretty much every year for basketball. So, um, yeah, I I, I love it, though. So I used to joke with Richard Pitino about this years ago, uh, because unlike football, the basketball television schedule is predetermined. So that, that everybody knows where you're going to be, what network you're on. Don't know the times always, but they know that this game is going to be on BTN or, or Peacock or what have you, or Fox. Football doesn't work that way. Sometimes it may be a six-day window, a 12-day you know, window. So I used to joke with Richard Pitino. I said, hey, the worse the expectations are for you and your team, the better that is for me. <laughs> so if, if – if, if, the Gophers are going to be on BTN a lot in a given season. That is because the television executives felt that Minnesota probably wasn't going to have the best year. So, but there have been some years like this happened with Patino a few times where he, he, he burned people that they, they were, they were good. They were a tournament team a couple of times when they didn't have those high expectations. So I, I will never, I will never be upset about the fact that I get all these home games with all the travel that I do throughout the season. So a chance just to drive, you know, 20 minutes away tonight to to call a game at the barn, which I love doing, especially a Big Ten game like tonight. I'm thrilled. What is your impression? You have gotten to see these guys close up. You've watched the shoot arounds. You've talked to the coaches. Uh, what's your impression so far of a five and three Minnesota Golden Gopher team? Dawson Garcia, I give him all the credit in the world. I think just 
I read about it, and then when I saw him that, <clears throat> excuse me, the first game against Missouri, physically he does look he looks differently. I mean, he just looks like he is in great shape. And what Ben Johnson was telling us before the Missouri game was there are times when he's posting up, don't just ask for the ball, but demand the ball. Like post up and post up strong, get your arms out, your hands up, and really <clears throat> want that basketball. And he's been doing that. I don't think he's, he's settling as much for those two and three point shots. I think he's using his skills underneath to get his points. So I give him all the credit. He's, he's, he's a first team, all big 10 player right now, the way that he's, he's been playing great Pharrell Payne, He's a beast. I think we saw that towards the end of last year. And I thought they did a really good job, the staff and the medical staff with his foot injury that he was dealing with early in the year to really watch his minutes and maybe limit some practices to maximize his time for games. And I, I, he, he looks, he looks awesome. So I think those are the strengths that I, I see Garcia. I see Payne. The guard play has been inconsistent. You know, that's, that's, I think been the, been the miss, you know, here so far is that, you know, Elijah Hawkins and Mike Mitchell, two new guys to big 10 ball. Are they acclimating themselves? Well, that's to me, I, I, don't, I don't think we know the answer to that just yet. I think Hawkins, the turnovers have been prevalent. They've been better here lately the last couple of games. But, you know, at times, you know, I, we, we asked Ben Johnson about this with both Hawkins and Mitchell about what what leads to their high turnover rate. He said two things. They play too fast and they dribble too much. If they can curb those things, they'll be much better. What do you think um... – in regard to how this team stacks in with the rest of the Big Ten, I know you probably haven't seen everybody yet. We saw Michigan State lose again. They're a preseason top five team sitting at four and four. They've played a tough schedule. Uh, Wisconsin got off to a rough start with some ugly games early, and now all of a sudden it looks like they're going to be really good. Uh, what, where do you think, uh, or how do you think this handicap the Big Ten, I guess, is the question? Well, you know, Purdue is the, is the class act. I don't, even the loss at Northwestern doesn't change that. I mean, they're, they're a Final Four team. Um, you know, I've seen them once already this season. They're they're fantastic. And then who's that second best team? That's always something that I throw at whether that's I'm with Robbie Hummel for the Nebraska game or Steven Bardo's with him over the weekend. And based on what I saw in person, Illinois looks awesome. I mean, Terrence Shannon Jr., phenomenal in every way possible, offensively, defensively. That team looks good. Uh, Quincy Garrier, the transfer from Oregon. He looks good. Luke Goody's, I think, leading the Big Ten at three-point shooting. They, they've got weapons left and right. But then here comes Wisconsin. Wisconsin, you know, has a great home win against a top-four team in Marquette. Then they go on the road on Tuesday night and win at the Breslin Center. Not easy to do. So It hammered them. I mean, that wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's same. So, Robbie, uh, uh, Stephen and I were at the Illinois Rutgers game on Saturday. And Illinois, they dominated that game from the start. I mean, they blew out Rutgers at the rack from start to finish. I mean, there was a time, it was a five-point game at halftime, but then after that, see you later. I mean, they raced out to like a 14-2 lead. I mean, they own that game from tip to whistle. I mean, it, it was it was impressive. So I don't know who the second-best team is. I think that changes every week. But right now, I'd say it's Illinois and Wisconsin, you know, behind Purdue. Uh, but again, I haven't seen everybody, but those two teams really have been impressive. Yeah, and it's a good league again. Um, maybe not as top heavy. Purdue certainly, as it has many years. I, I, I love Matt Painter. I like. Uh, I've known him even when he was before Purdue at Southern Illinois when I worked in St. Louis. I'd love to see him not just for him, but for the league get to a Final Four. Finally, Purdue even all the way back to Gene Cady. They just for whatever reason have had really good teams and have uh, you know not been able to get to that pinnacle yet. Maybe this is the year. 
Yeah, the Big Ten has to step up here. Enough, enough. They did. They just they they can't keep wearing this the same issue and the same jacket every March. Uh, we beat each other up. Who cares? You have to show up here at some point. Yep. The Big Ten team has to show up. And Purdue, to me, right now is the best chance. But I thought they had the best chance last year, too. They, shoot, knocked out in the first round by FDU. I didn't see that coming. So at some point, it's been too long. It's been over 20 years, right, since Michigan State won it all. That they, they need they need a Big Ten champion or a Big Ten Final Four team. And certainly Purdue has all the pieces once again to do it. But they have to. They have to show up in March and, and make a good run, and the rest of the Big Ten has to do the same. Yeah, they've been close a couple times, but uh, have have run into some. The year Virginia won it, they basically had that Elite Eight game won, and Virginia then ends up winning the championship here in Minneapolis. Last question for you, Corey, and then I know you got school duty here with uh, with the kids. Um, I think people will be interested in knowing your background and the fact that you cut your teeth in college athletics. You and I first met. Uh, you don't remember it. I do. At, you were at UAB, right? 06, 07. Gophers yeah. lost a double overtime game to the Blazers down there. And um, and you and I uh, briefly, uh, it was so memorable. You have no memory of it, but uh, I remember chatting with you. But uh, tell us about your college background and how that you cut your teeth before you eventually got into Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee Brewers, and Minnesota Twins baseball. Yeah, so four years at Syracuse. I graduated in 2000, and um, and then my first job out of school was in Blacksburg, Virginia, uh, at Virginia Tech, and I was calling Virginia Tech women's basketball, um, and I did that for my first three years out of school. But <clears throat> during those days, I was an independent contractor, so I was piecing together anything and everything I could. I did morning radio. For, um, it was basically this big ranch house that had five radio stations in this ranch house. Uh, it was called New River Valley uh, Radio Partners, and I would do sports for all five stations, like you know, five times an hour. So I was on, you know, 100.7 at 6:05. Then there was another station that was an Imus Don Imus affiliate. I would record a sports segment there at like 12 after the hour. <laughs> and I was on a country station 107.5. Uh, WPSK. I was on that at the, I think the bottom of the hour. And then I was on, uh, I was with Jam and Gene in the morning. I was on a kind of a pop station at 45 after the hour. And that was basically play by play because I, you didn't have time to write copy. You had, you had to ad lib. I had some bullet points and it wasn't a rip and read kind of a sports cast. The, the one that was on IMS was, but the rest of them were interactive and you try to find something interesting in the area, high school, Virginia tech, you know, Radford, any area colleges and, and things like that, you know, especially NASCAR, a lot of NASCAR back then was, <laughs> was something I talked a lot about. Um, so that's what I did for the first three years. I would fill in and do um, there was the uh, the Roanoke Dazzle was an NBA uh, was a D League team. And it's when it's its first year now, it's the G League. Right. But so I would fill in and do those games. Uh, Randolph Macon. They couldn't pay me, but they could feed me. And I remember doing some women's games on the internet uh, for a period of time. Roanoke College was Division Three. I did some lacrosse games for them. I did Blacksburg High School football. And I've not encountered any fan base that gets as mad at me about anything as I have when I did Blacksburg High School football in 2001. They, those parents, man, if I said one bad thing, or that their son dropped the ball, or there's a player down, and if I didn't get the player's number right within 10 seconds, I had so much hate mail 
It was they the so angry at me more than anything else. So Twins fans, Big yeah. Ten fans, Cub fans, nothing <laughs> compares to Blacksburg High School football parents. That was that was rough. There's, so there's, that. Their message board still full of hatred for Corey. Oh, they Provis, hate me. Yeah. They hate me. That's why I don't go back down there. Uh, yeah, I haven't been back there since. So it's uh, yeah. So those are the first three years, and then. I briefly left uh, ISP Sports and got a job in Chicago doing uh, uh, radio updates on Sporting News Radio. Uh, did sports updates for two or three months with Papa Joe Chevalier and Chet Kopic and some of these legendary uh, yeah. national figures. So I did that. And then I went back to Winston-Salem. I got a full-time job in 2003 to start doing production and start doing baseball. I did Wake Forest baseball, Wake Forest women's basketball. But then, as I was saying earlier, all the production I was doing for those different schools. So I was doing that and fill in play-by-play when football and basketball would overlap. Um, you know, fill in, do some Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Wake, um, UCF, you name it. And then um, the UAB job yeah, in 2006. And uh, I thought I was going to be there for – for a while and only there for nine months. And then the Cub job came open, uh, WGN in 2007. And, and here I am all these years later. So it's been a, it's been an odd rapid rise and, you know, places I've been to and dreams that I had that I never thought would be fulfilled. Um, and I'm very, very fortunate, very blessed, and and just humbled and grateful that these opportunities keep coming my way. Yeah, and Minnesota's very blessed to have uh, you on the Twins, that's for sure. It will be uh, fun watching and as opposed to listening. Although, um, will we still, we probably won't get to see you might have had a feeling or a hunch or what was the term you'd use when you got the uh, the, the camera phone uh, on a late play? Oh, the, uh, the, 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 the hunch. Yeah. The hunch, yeah. yeah. The hunch, the hunch there. I had a hunch that a guy would come through. We'll have a camera in there. Those will be out. <laughs> and there, there were many of those that never made to social media grimmer that just, you know, my hunch did not work Your out. Hunch it's wasn't right on that particular. It time. just, yeah, it wasn't an exact science there, but, uh, I was surprised that and people had really a lot of fun with those. And I, I was always a little sheepish about doing that. Like, yeah, it's showing myself, but the, the reaction was was incredible. And so because of that, I felt like, all right, we'll do a few more of these. And um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll have something like that. But, yeah, it won't just be. Thankfully, it's not my phone anymore. It's just <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, have some, we'll have something else that will follow that. Well, very good. You have a, a school duty here. I appreciate the time as always. And I promise you, you were first on the list. A number one. No fallback here. This was uh, this was oh. Corey Provis's episode. Episode ninety nine. Justin Gard had he had a haircut today. <laughs> Al Nolan had something going on. Tollickson had an issue with his foot or something. I don't know. So anyway, yeah. I'm glad I, I'm glad I could fill in. Well, you're the man. Thank you. We'll, we'll look forward to watching on TV. You got it. Sounds good. Right. Our thanks to the great Corey Provis for being my guest for a third time here on the Go Gopher podcast. He never disappoints delivering another compelling interview segment with us again here on the Go Gopher podcast. Can't wait for Twins baseball to get going. In the meantime, we'll watch Corey on the Big Ten Network. The Go Gopher Podcast, Episode 99, is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Cub sponsors the Go Gopher Podcast. Cub is the official grocer of the Golden Gophers. We're also brought to you by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts. And right now, please be sure to click the subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And please share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. 
We'll talk again next week.